0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Episode 9 of Rise Up, the podcast. Fellas, we got a great episode coming in store. We got two special guests. We got Captain America, Tommy Schreiber, and we have Sarah Griffin, a writer from the PLL, coming in to uh, make some special picks with us. Fellas, before we get into this recap, tell me about your weekend. Happy Labor Day.
1: Labor Day, brother. I'm good. I, 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 You know I don't like to disclose what I do on the weekend. So. It was very calm, very tame. You yeah. know, good.
2: I behaved. Yeah. Good boy. It's a good boy. Who's a good boy? I had a, yeah. had a good weekend, man. I had a good weekend. I uh, got to watch some of this PL action. And, um, you know, obviously, went well for me, wins and loss wise. So, you know, up for another strong, strong weekend. Here we
0: go. I mean, I had a great weekend as well. I was in Nantucket with producer Danny Healy introducing my parents i said hey this is this is the boss right here uh There's we had a good we had a good time uh had some drinks at cisco came back monday went to the u.s open and i'll tell you what to, to believe it or not the, the drinks at cisco on nantucket are cheaper than the ones at the u.s open holy shit what a robbery
1: which is which is in all in all your weekend was probably my rent so good job
0: well fortunately my parents rented the house for this weekend last <laughs> weekend uh,
1: yeah. I was dad, living off the tab was picked up. The tab was, was picked up by Papa was- yeah. Exactly. Good for you.
0: Got hooked up. Yeah. My parents have rented a house for a week uh, in August. You want to come? I go, you bet your ass I'm going to come. Book the flight in May. Then we're counting uh, down the days. A wrap. But yeah, Good, fellas. Fellas, what a, what a weekend opening playoffs. Holy shit. Let's get into it right away. I mean, the first game I want to talk about is the Chaos versus the Chrome. I mean, did anyone see this coming besides maybe Blaze? He tried to tell us. He tried to tell us.
1: Dude. I mean, wow. you said they were going to win. You didn't say like that. You didn't say they were going to win like that. You know what? I, I, I hate, I'm a bad – I'm a sore winner too. I, I had I had Blaze the whole time. You guys know I've been riding with him all year. I, I literally have been saying Blaze is going to come through. He's going to come through. I'm going to come through. I'm telling you, dude. They sandbag that
2: The very first episode of this podcast, we all sat there at All-Star break going – they're going to make a run, and then in the playoffs. They're going to make a run again, and then what did we do, Sibes? Last week we're like, Duh. we're going Chrome, and I didn't feel good about it. I know you, you were, you yeah, felt good like, about it, but you can see behind like, your eyes. You're like, I'm kind of scared about this. There was a lot of pain behind those eyes. Sibes, and, what do you, I mean, yeah. Sibes,
1: what do you, what do you think? I mean, two goals, right? It was two goal output. I mean, I don't listen the chaos defense. Definitely did a better job. Obviously, Blaze solidifying the back end there the was big, was big. As hell. It was big, but I think Troy Ray had Troy Ray played well. Uh, uh, Jack Rowlett, obviously, I, I DM'd him after the game. He wrote back, "Who was dodging me again?" And then he wrote back. I said, "Okay." So there, there's Dude, a little shit to all of them. Blaze was eighty three percent.
3: Right.
2: Right. Holy, Holy shit. On the faceoffs, they did a good job as a unit. Uh, I think they won three more faceoffs in the Chrome, which is incredible. Um, They used CJ Costabile, both on the wing and on faceoffs. And like, wherever we're sitting there, Scotty, I was like, man, crystal ball. I wish I could find out what the game plan is here. And dude, they were, they executed great. Is this a record, by the way? Is this the lowest goal scored in a PLL game?
1: Dude, I, I honestly think it might be. Dude, 83%. Holy shit. 12 saves, right? 12 saves, two goals against. He was on. Uh, Body saves. um, I don't like to – you know, I'm not going to break down the goalie stuff, but as a goalie watching him play is very similar to a style that I know. Um, It ain't pretty, but guess what? Keeps the ball at the net, and they feed off him, bro. Like, they feed off him, and they go – you could tell. Every time he makes a big save in tight, I think he made a combo save on Malloy, where Malloy shot, it got a rebound, then he stuffed him again. Those like momentum saves add up, and those like turning the goals. So yeah, you know how those oh, go, dude,
2: man. You know, <laughs> first shot to start the scoring was like, oh my god, dude! I love. I don't know if I like anything as much as I enjoy watching Mac O'Keefe shoot a lacrosse ball. Yeah, Josh Byrne really awesome. had six points. Let's not. It, Blaze was incredible. The defense played incredible. Let's not lose sight of that performance by Burn, three and three.
1: Well, it, listen, him him being the. The quarterback and and actually giving goals too is 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 what they need in the playoffs. I mean that him combined with a little Mac O'Keefe, sprinkling Dane Smith, kind of feeding from the up top, and then listen, man, you have they have so many options, dude. They, they, when they turn it on, like we've been waiting, we've been waiting for like sure. that sixes Canadian team to kind of just show what they do. It just yeah. looked like it hit. It hit. I think the they're still eight. comfortable
2: out there. And we, they were doing what we said you have to fear, right? Yeah. They score the first goal from O'Keefe and they're smiling in the huddle. You're like, oh, no. yeah. And, and like I've said, this is a team that is completely used to winning 30% of the draws. So when they're winning 50 or more, it's almost a wrap. It's yeah. a complete wrap.
1: Yeah, well, we talk about the X factors. That's it, right? Well, I still like – like you said, Scotty, you know,
0: Blaze hats off, 83%. But the whole defensive performance as a whole, right – this this Chrome offense is no slouch. We've been gassing them up all year. They have potential MVP and Rookie of the Year candidate at attack, and the two Rookie of the Year candidates at attack. And you know Dylan who's what five years removed from a Toronton, maybe less. So I mean, this offense is is no slouch. And three goals. I don't know. We'll have to get Keegs on the horn to check the, the records. But three goals. I mean, three goals. Yeah, had a one at the end. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, yeah, it's just. They couldn't do anything to get their offense going, and then they start pressing, and then that's when you know uh, the chaos were just like uh, they just constricted on them, and then just no life. And I, well, I'm really curious to see if they can keep it going. Well, here's remember, the thing: I got go ahead, one go thing.
1: We talked about rookies, right? You keep saying rookie and rookie, right? We call, we kept talking about that experience all like all last week. Maybe that would be the the chaos kind of said it in the post game. You know, we were ready for that. We've been here. We, we, you know, yeah. listen, 2-8, 2-8, and, eight, two and eight, whatever it is, they weren't really – the record all regular season, we all we probably thought more so it weighed on them more than maybe it did on even them. I don't even think they worried about the two wins. No, I think they were just I pissed think, that they didn't play well.
2: I think – remember we spoke about a lot of Team Canada men are on the yeah. squad, and I've told you, like, when they play international, man, when they come out there with that edge, you have, like, group play and then you have the tournament and this team's used to showing up in the tournament, jawing you the whole time getting yeah. in your face, big moments whatever, you know um, yeah, it, I mean it was it was very obvious from the very moment that one
1: team is used to play off ball and the other wasn't and, you know, um, I thought there was going to be a fight I thought there was going to be a fight after Chase Frazier put that BTD in, and I thought, I thought Manley was going to come in and just clock him uh, I was hoping, just for the drama specific but like I said those guys, when they win, they they let you know they're winning, right? And they, yeah. but they've been on they've been on the back end that all season, getting their tails kicked in. So they should right now. I honestly think that's the. I'm excited to see what they do. I, I think this matchup this week is even is even going to be more.
2: Uh, the semifinals are going to be unbelievable.
0: Absolutely, yeah. and we'll get into our picks later on the show. And we have a special guest, Sarah Griffin, helping us out with these picks. But before we move on to the next uh, next recap, hats off to the Chrome in this season, right? They had a huge turnaround. They have such a bright future. They shouldn't be yeah. discouraged about the way that they went out. Um, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing those young guys keep getting better and taking a step off this year and using it as a learning experience moving forward. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. I think, like, listen, 12 goals against, right? 12 goals against in that league should be – you should be in every game. So, you know, they ran into a little bit of a stalwart defense, uh, a hot goalie. And the faceoffs right there, so those X factors also kick in. The possessions, possessions lead the goals. You guys know how that goes.
0: Absolutely. And let's move on to our next game. We have Archers thirteen, Redwoods eight. We're gonna kick this one to Greg. You know he was riding with his woods. Greg, what happened to your what happened to your dogs in this one?
2: Turnovers, man. Um, there was a lot of just uncharacteristic throwing the ball away and against an, an Archer's offense like that, who was also, you know, last time these two teams played face-off wise, I think, I think TD won like the first nine or 10 face-offs. Yeah. This time around, the Redwoods only had five more face-off wins. And when you're throwing the ball away, it kind of completely negates those. So, and, and there were face-off wins where the Archers would steal it back. So it almost was an even um, game at this, at the stripe, which is, Really, where we thought the Redwoods might have some kind of advantage with Anasio never playing in the playoffs before, Anasio was more improved. Grant Hossick was awesome. Yep. Um, between the lines, they were devastating, and they were super dialed in on offense. Um, so, yeah, that was really—I mean, the turnovers, I believe, were the were the difference maker in this one.
1: You gotta, you gotta look at Marcus and Will, right? You gotta say good for them. I'm, I'm obviously the, those are my guys, but. Um, just seeing those Redwoods, guys, yeah. I, I I hate watching them win because I used to play against them when they win. They're actually a lot more annoying when they're up and when they when they're when they're when they're losing because those guys they're freaking celebrating every goal. I mean, they are having fun, just yeah, like the chaos, man. That's why that matchup this week's awesome, just because those guys are to Both teams celebrate those goals, man. It's gonna be fireworks, I think. But but like we said, the Redwoods, um, listen, man, that's a great little. Great little run they went on towards the end of the season. But also think about when things get tough there, and Nat St. Laurent said this after the game, a lot of forced plays, a lot of uh, chefs trying to make moves. I mean, listen, great players want to make plays at the end of the game, especially when you need them, but they might have too many individual great players that wanted to make a play. when they, That could have been done just moving the ball. The archers are moving the ball, sharing it. They don't care who puts the ball anywhere. And that team, I'm not saying there's, there's ego everywhere, but listen, Robbie P is going to do what Rob, Rob's done his whole career, which is take over if he can. Then you got Miles, who's done, who wants to do what he's done his whole career, take over if he can. Then you got Ryder, who's a ISO Dodger, who's going to do it if he can. So basically, it just turns into one-on-ones all over the
2: field. They just couldn't get in a rhythm, man, because they just kept throwing the ball away. My MVP of this game is Latrell Harris. Oh, dude, We was sick. Had, The ball was on the ground all over the place. He scooped it up. He had transition. He scored. I mean, he was awesome. And I really think he was the key in this in this matchup. I think you go know, ahead, if go you ahead. could play this over again, if you're the Redwoods, you're like, dude, if we could just catch and throw early in the game, you know, we would have been okay. I mean, the, the so rest I'd, of the way, it was an even game. That first quarter, seven, three archers, that's what really hurt them because they were just throwing the ball over
1: the damn place. So I'd give it to that unit, right? Because I played with Dominique in Ohio for five years. That's a big yep. d physical d He meets – when we used to play Perkovic back in the day, our game plan was Dominique go out there and hit him with a cross check and be physical because you're the same size. He's not going to bull dodge you. Miles, same thing. Dominique, 6'2", 225 pounds. And then Latrells he had that, adds that athleticism. I did uh, I mean, their their whole d LSM unit kind of, I think, was the X factor towards that game because that matchup was in their favor.
0: It, we'd, be and not to shout out.
1: Too.
0: we'd be remiss not to shout out Connor Fields, who seems to be stringing together his best lacrosse towards the end of the season. You know, mm-hmm. last week or two weeks ago, it started with you know him, you know, going to the net and getting his. This week, he was two and five. You know, he, he's showing that he can dish it as well, get other people involved. You know, him playing his best lacrosse towards the end of the season is great news for the Archers. And who's and who's he playing this week? His old Ooh. team.
1: And then when he plays his old team, playing off the confidence he has, it could be fireworks, man.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I, I love those little storylines where when people go from one team to the other, and, yeah, there's definitely a little bit of bad taste in their mouth, and they want to stick it to them a little bit, right? 100%.
1: Yeah, of course. Of course.
0: Of course. The last game we have to wrap up for our, our week recap is was the fireworks show of the weekend. Water Dogs pumped in nineteen. Atlas, no slouch had fourteen, but Water Dogs offense just too much for this Atlas defense to handle. It wasn't it wasn't
1: as close as that though. Right? I mean is uh-huh. isn't even that close, right? <laughs> right? And it wasn't even that close, it didn't feel like. So like I said, I, I, Atlas I loved had it seven
2: the Atlas had half their goals in the fourth quarter.
1: Right. And listen, I love that <laughs> I, I and you saw I saw talk, Tuck talk after the game. You know, you can see when Tuck's pissed off he wasn't happy with their unit performance, I'm sure, on defense and and the slides and whatnot. But, you know, listen, Jack was under a lot of duress. Those guys were getting in tight looks. I mean, Sowers is inside rolled on on the crease. I'm not making excuses for him, but Jack had a great year. I'm not going to sit here and slash that. He was MVP caliber all year. But to to ask him to hold the damn all year, you know, go his runs. So, like, Blaze coming in now, Blaze didn't play his best during the season. And now he's playing his best in the playoffs. Now you almost want to see which one wins more, right? Hey, which one ways more? Do you want to be the guy that crushes you during a regular season? Now we get to see Lloyd this week, who had a great stellar regular season. Does a buy hurt? Does a buy hurt that that momentum? Does it hurt that, that, that kind of confidence? Blades is definitely running the hottest. Uh, Jack, no slouch, man. Like I said, I just think he ran into an offense that is sharing the ball. They don't care who scores. McCardle, once again, you two are the oracles there. You guys, I haven't given him enough credit all, all season. Um, He's been phenomenal. I mean, he's the reason why because Brownie's out. um, And I actually think Brownie's a great player. And, you know, I think he's the best shooter in the world. But almost back to that Grant Ayman comparison, they are sharing the ball more because Brownie's a ball-dominant player sometimes, right? So sometimes he needs the ball. He needs touches. He needs flow. He needs rhythm. He needs shots, volume. They don't need that right now because they have guys that are just touching it and and moving it. So it just looks like a more – it just looks fluid.
0: Greg, we got to throw this to you because you got to break down the face-off matchup on this one, right? I mean, if you told the Atlas before the game that they were going to go sub fifty, right? No one would believe that.
2: This is a this is actually a 2023 World Games matchup, uh, Team USA versus Canada here, and obviously Trevor and Jake, I know very well. I coached both of them, and they both work for FOA. And um, plug 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 plug. No free ads. Plug. Shit out. Best goddamn face-off training company in the world. Now, those two are world-class and Trevor, who has been 70% the whole year. And this is why I give Trevor Baptiste so much credit. From the time he was a freshman in college, he has been the best face-off man in college every year. And now he's the best face-off man in the pros every year and international play every day since – he got on the field in 2019, or 2000. Um, 14 2017. was college,
0: or 15 was college, right? 15,
2: yeah, you're right. Like has been around 15.
1: forever. It's not even been that long.
2: I know. So 2015, he has gotten every single person he's played best game. They circled on the calendar. Every person on earth circles that game on the calendar. And he has delivered every freaking day since that moment. And this is what it's like to be the guy. Everyone wants to be the guy. So Jake Withers, who is – Top 10 in the entire world, faceoff wise. He altered his game plan. Zach Courier seemed to have stuck to the plan. Courier stats uh, reflect that. Jake was great at pulling his rake and then going right into a transitional counter. I feel like Trevor was a little stubborn about staying on a knee and trying to do his thing. Um, and Jake kind of just brought him into his level to make him play his game. And I think you saw the Water Dogs' confidence rise as the game continued and they started getting their success. But here's the thing, right? It's like I said, the reason I thought that Withers was going to have a better game this time around is because or at, at least it was going to be an important part of this game is because when Withers wins faceoffs, it almost creates transition just because of the people they have on the wings, right? You have uh Courier, you have Reese those guys are absolute studs. And I mean, look at Courier's stat line. Courier was, he had he, four points, two goals, two assists. He had eight ground balls and a cause turnover. Eight Eight ground balls. He actually had, I think he had more than, I think he had more, he had more ground balls than Withers did. Yeah. Okay. Which means that Withers, this is egoless faceoffs. So people don't understand, like he could have sat there and just tried to clamp over and over again like an idiot and got crushed. Instead, yep. he changed his moves. And he allowed his wings to scoop the ground balls. That's
1: awesome. That's awesome. I mean, they basically knew, you know, if it's a wash at the X, then who's going to – what's our win? It's the, it's the wings. And they had better wings. They had better wing play. I mean, they have Courier. Like, Courier is going to be the X factor in any game if you can make it a ground ball situation, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of the recipe they have to move going forward, right? He's going to play against – Withers is gonna get Nards, right? And yeah. They're both kind of scrappers, correct? Well, Withers,
2: um, so first off, this is the first game. treasure Trevor still went 50%. That's why he's so yeah, great. That's why yeah, that right? we're
1: talking like 40%. Right. Right?
2: Withers, Withers is getting a gold medal, you know, from our from us right now, but he was like 53%. Um yeah. this is the first person to go over 50% against Trevor in over a year. Okay, that's a big deal. Um, but next weekend, he has a very different, like you said, Nardella is more of a athletic, just scrappy, grinded out all over the place person. Uh, when you watch him play, it's just, you know, he'll he'll stand up against Withers. I actually think that um, Nardella's, Joe's stand-up face-off technique has come such a long way, but he still tweaks it every single week, so you can't really tell where it's at. The only way I think, the last time they played, Nardella had his way with Withers, too. I feel like the only way they take that away is by locking off Nardella's wing and having him sprint straight in behind Nardella. Um, well,
1: in, in your defa- in, in in that defense, I think the only team that can match wing play with the Water Dogs is the Whipsnakes. With, with, with the length of the air, the length 100%. of the Erhard, you got Bernhardt. You got, I mean, there's guys out there that can Dude, out- that,
2: athlete with Curry. Those wings have been the best wings in the PLL yeah. since its inception, year in and year out, and and the Chrome. The Chrome have had, you know, like Joel White on the wings and then Courier came in the league. And now, you know, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, it's going to be a chess match. Who can put their wings in the best position to take away whatever the other guy's better at? So it's going to be cool to watch. But but getting back to this game, I think, yeah. you know, this is the this is the issue you have, right? And I actually remember Joe Spolino used to talk about this with the Lizards. From 2011 to 2017, we led the league in face-off percentage every year, but when we didn't have a seventy percent game, we almost lost every single time. Because when you're so used to getting the ball two thirds of the time or more, it, it's almost like your offense kind of freaks out a little bit when they're not getting the ball that often. They got the ball half the time, but you well, we did. It, it, I think we went no. I
1: think we went fifty percent against you that one time when we fucking when we ran it up. Was that one time in, in, in Hempstead when the Machine came to town? And I remember that guys because you guys were like so freaking pissed. I think it was the one time you still went sixty percent, and we thought we thought Pistulzian did all right, but we actually just had Carolunis kind of lock off a little bit more, and Carolunis was kind of our X factor to help. That's him. my point. That's
2: my point. Yeah. Is that, yeah. that game? I'm in like the low sixties, but that whole season we were in the seventies. Yeah. That's like that's like eight less possessions, right? Yeah. So that's just something to, to remember here. But I think I think the water dogs are doing what the chaos have always done. They're peaking at the right time. That offense is so confident. They're slinging the ball around. They know exactly what they're doing. And courier, here's I thought about this the other day. I was talking to Matt Madeline on the phone about just recruits. I was like, holy shit, the two
1: best middies in the world are Princeton grads. Yep, that's pretty yeah. cool for them. That's free. and they do it all. It's not like an offensive middy. They do it all. I saw Tommy. Be, I saw Tommy all around Tommy the field plays runner. D too.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. It's such a good point too. And and when we look at the other teams in this league, right, we always call out, you know, certain studs that, that want the ball on their stick. I would argue that this Water Dog's team plays the most positionless lacrosse on the offensive side of the field. Right? Maybe. They, even
1: have
3: the chaos. Like,
0: yeah, right. other than the chaos. But they have guys that are so multifaceted, right? They have guys that can get downhill left to right. They have guys that can dodge from the corners of the field, from the numbers, from behind. And they they can dissect you from so many different parts of the field. And they all have two-handed players. No one's like, you know, one-hand dominant shooters. They all can kind of get to the cage. Um, and I think you know their offense was just on full force. You know Ryan Conrad, I think, led their team in points this weekend, and he's been playing two way midi for most of this year. Like Ryan Conrad,
1: Ryan Conrad used to play for the Atlas, though, so that was a nice little stick it to him game. And then there's a little extra juice there. Uh, listen, I'm a big, I'm Brian Costello's my guy. Like a lot of guys in this league, but I love Brian. I think they got to find a better role uh, to get him injected. Uh, you know, I don't think he's 0 1. I think it was. Um, And he's he's not that kind of player. He he needs he needs to be the initiator. He needs to dodge downhill. He needs to do like the Mikey Schlosser of the Water Dogs. Where sometimes I, I was like kind of sitting there going, Brian's a lot better than he's not like a just a third midi dude. He's yeah. the guy. Wherever he should go, he's the guy. Imagine the chaos had a guy like bill. Imagine like a team that needs a Dodger, the Chrome. Imagine these teams had a bill and like they had the talent. So my defense, I'm not going to sit here and knock to the Atlas because that's I'm not that guy, but I just don't know if that was the right. The, the, they have T. We've been talking about him all season. They got Gray. They got Elaw. There's a lot of talent on that offense. And for them to be kind of these little lulls they go through, like Tucker said, all season we have these lulls. They shouldn't have those lulls.
0: I, I agree. I and, and they have also studs that they, you know, they have Jake Caraway who went off last year, didn't really see much time this year. I would have loved to see them try to get him involved more from the midfield. They have Bukhara running out of the box who's a certified stud. And he's just like Costabile Couldn't really seem to get in a rhythm this year. So they definitely have, you know, some building to do going forward. But a great season by the Atlas. Yeah. Um, and, guys, we're coming up on time. Any last thoughts on this game or about the quarterfinal weekends as a, as a whole?
1: No, I'm actually nope. kind of excited. The pre- I'm, I'm trying not to preview because I'm getting so excited about previewing. Scotty's so
2: you. amped up that he was over fifty percent this weekend. That
1: well, you know why, what? I don't. You, you know wearing a hat, Sibes? Why are you wearing a hat? You he's allowed because I went last week. Day. I went
0: last week. Bad hair
1: know, day. Tough day <laughs> at the open. Tough day at the open. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but but you listen, it's it's not that I went two and one. It's I, I like picking underdogs and I like that. It was a good. I actually thought I almost had. I thought the Alice was a lock. The water dogs actually surprised me. I was really like, whoa.
2: I was a The well, best part dog. about it is Sibes got his only win of the weekend because he's like, ah, I'll pick the water dogs.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was hoping so that was brought up. I was hoping that wasn't brought up, but we'll, we'll definitely get into those picks for next week. But that's a wrap on the quarterfinal weekend. We have the semifinals coming up next weekend in D.C. But before we get there, um, we're going to throw it over to our interview with. Tom Schreiber, Captain America. We're pumped to have this guy on. I mean, what of the lacrosse player he is and the accomplishments he's had on the field and in the box. So welcome to the podcast, Tommy Schreiber. Scotty's already got the giggles, but welcome to the podcast, Tom Schreiber, whose Archers team just came off a huge playoff win in the quarterfinals. Thanks for joining, Tom. We're, we're happy to have you on.
4: Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you guys having me. I'm, uh, I'm very excited. Good to see you, Greg. Good to see you, Scotty. Dan, good to see you as well. This is uh, this is going to be fun, Scott. That's quite the chain. Yeah, out, Tommy, 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 I was, Tommy, Tommy. I was, about, I was just about,
1: to, talking,
4: was to, was just just about to talk. I was just about to talk about
2: Scotty. How me he's, me. Tommy, out, what I want you to do first is I want you to break down for the viewers Scotty's outfit and, and what you think.
4: Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it's yeah, it's it's a little loud. Like I I feel like Scott. Um, tries to act like this is his normal style but i'm dennis rodman i'm
1: dennis rodman of
4: media what are you doing scott usually you should let the the guest speak um and not talk over your co-host um but i think we'll get through it but scott the the outfit it it's it's a five out of ten it looks like you're really trying
1: um you look like you came out of an Abercrombie and Fitch magazine. You keep your mouth shut, okay? Yeah, well that would take follow up. a compliment. That's my follow-up.
2: As a new father, you look like you have gotten plenty of sleep.
4: Is that true? I appreciate that. Um, we've done. She's made our life pretty easy. The, the last couple of nights have actually been some of her worth. Unfortunately, she's uh, she's got some new teeth coming in up top. Oh, uh, so uh, that's a tough Couple tough. nights. Um, which is hard, but I've I've been, I'm well rested enough. Um, I just feel bad for her. You know, I just yeah. want, I want those teeth to pop through so she's good to go, but uh, she's fighting through it. She's doing well. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm well rested. It's, it hasn't That's been awesome, too bad. Man.
1: Fingers crossed. You no, know, it's, 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 it's definitely great to know she has some of that li toughness in her because her father lost some of that, but um, it's, it's good to see that. And like I said, Tommy, all kidding aside, you're one of my favorite people in the world, one of my favorite teammates, no booch, um, if one of my good friends. Obviously, it's based on a lot of talking shit to each other, but that's our that's our relationship. Um, just talk to us about the season in all seriousness. Like I'm, it's been so impressive to watch you do your thing. Obviously, being your teammate at the machine, having that championship under your belt. Do you think that kind of veteran leadership? in that locker room with the archers and playing with dominique and some of the guys marcus having some of those wins big game wins under their belt does that help going into this this run here
3: yeah I mean,
4: maybe i i hope so you know it, it, yeah. it's definitely cool playing with some of those guys that that we won with um back with the machine so guys like dominique alexander marcus holman like you had mentioned um matt mcmahon was another guy who was a part of those teams and um, to kind of, you know, have that consistency for my entire pro career at this point um, has been awesome. And Nick is somebody that I've known since like sixth grade. Um, yeah. So it's it's been really cool to go through it with him. And, you know, Marcus and I have been really tight for quite some time. And, and Matt and I are good friends too. So um, I, I think that probably helps. But at the same time, like these games could go either way. Everybody's awesome. Um, but, you know, having that kind of, you know, core group together, really, you know, those couple guys with the machine, but for the archers too, I think, you know, coach broke it down at the beginning of the year. I think it's like almost two, almost an exact number. It's one third guys who have been with the team since the very beginning, one third guys who have been with the team for a year or two and one third brand new. Um, so that's been a cool mix. It's been cool to see kind of the, the you know, initial culture kind of evolve and grow with some of these new dudes and, you know, also kind of keep that initial kind of feel to it too. So hopefully it serves us well. Um, You know, as you guys know, like these games could go either way and we're just excited to to play them.
2: Yeah. The, this, I I mean, you tell me, but viewing, it, it looks like this is the first time you guys as a whole are completely healthy and all very comfortable with what you're doing. You guys all seem on the on the same page, and you seem healthy. Is that correct right now?
4: Yeah, I, I, we feel pretty good. I think you know every team deals with something in the beginning of the year, whether it's the the NLL guys or a couple guys banged up. In our case, you know Grant Amen's a big part of our offense. Missed the first part of the season. Connor Fields missed the first part of the season, and you know the guys that stepped in for them did an amazing job. And I think we did well despite you know missing guys like that, but. Yeah, both of those dudes are, are top you know, top notch guys. So you know, to have them all in the lineup to be nice and comfortable to get, you know, Matt Moore. You know, this is the time of year where it's like you're almost not even a rookie anymore, right? You've played yeah. you know, ten games and he's he's really comfortable. So on the offensive side of the ball, yeah, we, we, we feel like we're in a pretty good spot. Um, you know, and and everybody's healthy, and you know, we just we just need to go out there and execute and um, get better. Yeah, that, that's the name
1: of the game. Yeah, Tommy, I, you know, last game, I feel like that was the perfect storm, seeing the offense look the best. You guys obviously have the best. I think when you guys play like you played last week, it's it's unbelievable to watch because everyone's on point. But do you think having Connor and Trey, uh, given that kind of output, taking a little stress off you, does that kind of help with letting you play your game more, like more comfortably, more free?
4: I, I think, you know, right now everybody can play their game comfortably and free. Um, and it's hard to you know if I had the perfect answer as to what to attribute that to, we'd do it every single week. Um, every team Um, but that's the name of the game in the PLL. Like you look at any roster, you're pretty blown away. Like if you look at the top six on every roster, it's like I can't believe those guys all play together. And and that's from top to bottom. And I think the teams that can figure that out, you know, the, the Whip Snakes. You know, those guys certainly have with the championships they've had and last year, the chaos. You know, if you look at the the way those guys played down the stretch and the way they played together, um, at least on the offensive side of the ball, obviously the same goes for, for defense. And then, you know, with you guys with the specialties, like you have guys who can really step up in the goal and step up at the X. Like that that's the formula. And, you know, we just want to have all those pieces kind of work together. And I think we're in a pretty good spot. And, you know, hopefully we're, we're still peaking – so we'll see.
2: Yeah, speaking of that, what do you think is going to be the key this weekend against this particular opponent that always seems to just like crescendo at the end of the season?
4: Yeah, no, I mean, that's those guys deserve credit for, for being able to do that. And, you know, I think that's like every team, they're loaded, you know, and, and they have so many different weapons on – every side of the ball and you know blaze is an x-factor in the net we know that um you have to expect it right like he's gonna steal some and it's about not getting too frustrated and it's you know they they have great you know top three players at you know every position and um you know we just we have to play a really good game you know and i know that's like sounds really simple but come playoff time like you can't afford to beat yourself um especially against a team like that. So we want to minimize, you know, those errors that you can fully control like a mental lapse on the clear or like an unforced turnover or, you know, an ill-advised slide. You know, I think that the more you can kind of control those controllables, then, you know, your, your margin error is, you know, a little bit better and you can just kind of go out there and play, but that's, that's a tough team. Right. And they do peak at the right time. They're coming off a big win. So we're expecting a battle. We're expecting a one goal game. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and and that's the name of the game at this point. So, so You're how do
2: you approach? How do you approach shooting and playing offense against playoff place? You
0: like, took the words right out of my mouth. I was just going there.
2: Yeah, you, I took well, them right. You, out got, of you got any tips? What, or, what's the key to beating playoff? Plays?
4: I,
1: I, I think. Yeah, I honestly think, man. I, I think. You guys, when you stretch the field, if you can hit those like ten to 12s, right? You kind of loosen up the wings when you got Will and, and Holman shooting like they do, catch and shoot. I, it's a lot of stressful playing. You guys, I remember when you guys hung about twenty six on the arches my last season. It was twenty six, I believe. Um, I was in there for about fourteen, and Jack was in there for about twelve, and uh, there was just shots from everywhere because of the stress you put on when you're shooting the ball. Well, now, like you said, as a goalie, our rule of thumb is. Get the first save and stay hot. So, an ill-advised shot in the beginning of a game, um, you know, a 15-yard frustration shot to Blaze. That confidence, for me, I know, used to be. That's how you get going. So, uh, that's how I think about it. I know you're really not asking for my
4: tips because you're Captain America. So, wise ass. I, I, I literally asked Scott. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> but I, I mean, you you nailed it. It's it's like you, you can't. You, all you can do is you can't give them the easy ones. Right, you you can't take an off balance shot from deep that he's just going to gobble up. And you know the part of his game, you know that I think most people are aware of is not only does he stop the ball, but he gets it out quick. Um, And those guys can run in transition, right? They have threats in transition. That you know the worst thing you could do is take a bad shot; they go the other way, can a two? You know, not only is it you know a couple goal swing, it's just such a big momentum play um, in in the pro game. So we want to be able, we want to limit that you know, and and he's going to gobble some up and he's going to make some saves that he shouldn't, that he has no business making. Um, But we have to expect that. And we can't um, give him the easy ones. You know, I think that's, that's really all you can do against a guy like that. And then obviously you want to take shots from dangerous positions, you know, high percentage shots. And again, we'll steal a few, but the more we can get from those kind of dangerous areas, that's, that's what we hope to do.
0: Yeah. Tommy, I think, Yeah, yeah, I think a point, though, that our listeners might not be as aware of is that, you know, in the college game, you know, coaches will stress like take high high percentage shots, especially it's more important against a great goalie because you don't want him getting that hot hand. You want, you know, you want that first one going. You don't want the goalie to get his confidence going. But in the pro game with the 53 second shot clock. Or uh, 52 seconds. And especially with your know, your offense, you want kind of everyone to get a touch. You want you want the ball to start spinning. Do you guys feel that stress of a shortened shot clock, especially going against such a you know high quality goaltender?
4: I, I, I don't know if it's stress. I think it's more of an awareness, right? I think at this point of the year you kind of have to have the composure as to when to, you know, are you gonna take a low percentage fade away shot from you know eleven yards? Um, with three seconds on the clock, are you going to dump it in the corner and get your defensive personnel on and, and play six on six and live to fight another day? You know, is that Princeton IQ? There it is. I, I, no, I mean, I think it's just like the, the better teams. Um, again, they don't they don't give up those easy looks, right? And a team like the Chaos, especially playing um, at such a high level right now, like they'll make you pay. Um, so it's it's having that composure, it's making the right decisions, and it's easy to say now on um, you know, during the week, but in the heat of the the battle, you know, you, you find yourself kind of making that decision. So I think, I think it's about, you know, knowing when to attack, knowing when to get to those spots and, um, you know, playing quickly and moving that ball fast. And, you know, if you get your good looks, take them and, you know, knowing when to kind of you know, dump that ball in the corner and, and, and live for the next possession, I think will be pretty key, really, for all the teams. I don't think that's unique to to playing against the chaos or unique for our team. But I think at this point, you kind of have to pick your spot.
1: Tommy, let me pivot a little bit here. Going into this summer, right? We're going into uh, uh, national team mode, right? Are you looking forward to that? That's something you've been, I call you Captain America because I, I believe it. I think between you and Tucker Dirk and you guys could be superheroes in a damn Avengers movie. Um, but you guys are, you guys have been there for a minute. Um, is that something you're looking forward to another run and being a vet now? Is that something leadership wise you're looking to maybe tweak or maybe take another step in the right direction as far as a captain or, or, or leader on that team?
4: Yeah. I mean, as you guys know, like it's, it's, it's a long process to be a part of those teams and I don't know how many guys are in the mix right now. I, I, I think it's around 50. Um, and I know we have two events scheduled for the fall and um, you know, it's, it's hard to think about that. Cause it's just like, yeah. playoff off time in the PLL, but you know, it's, it's, you know, in the back of your mind and, you know, in, in going through it and, and being teammates with Greg the last time around, it's, you know, there, there's nothing like that. There's nothing, you know, like competing, you know, with USA on your chest and, you know, being part of that team and being part of, you know, a pretty long process and to kind of just compete at that level, at that stage um, is special. So, you know, it, it's certainly something I want to do again. It's certainly something that um, I'm passionate about and excited to kind of take that next step with that team. And, you know, you do look even at the tryout pool, I'm not sure of the exact same uh, of the exact number, but it's like, it's like, maybe six or seven guys even in the tryout pool from the last team because it was kind of an older group, and it was five years ago now because of the covid year so it's it's it's, you know there's been a lot of turnover so there's not a ton of um you know guys who were part of that so yeah i I kind of find myself as like one of the the older guys or like one of the more experienced guys and um that's been cool and you know i i feel i feel fresh i don't feel you know, old or anything like that, but yeah, you know, I, you don't I, I think I, I have some wisdom at this point and um, have gone through it. So it's, you know, and, and Coach Snowski and the rest of that staff, like it, it's all about the team. You know, it, it's like like we were talking about with the PLL. It's like you could take an all star team or you could take the best group of guys, and you know, those that coaching staff are, are are you know certainly trying to do that, and you know, I want to advance that in any way that I can. You know, through experience on the field off the field if i can be an asset toward that culture in any way like that's what i'm trying to pull off and um excited to get out there for sure got some work to do before that hopefully yeah you know with, with with a nice ending here in the pll and then kind of cruise right into that mode so that would be perfect world for me
2: that would be very lovely that'd be great do you uh, really also i want to get your uh what do you think of the uh the new trophy
4: it, it's cool. It, it's it's I've seen it in person and it's uh, it's like pr- it's as advertised. Like it's how big advertised. is it, Tom? I can tell if you it. didn't
0: touch it. I hope you didn't touch it, right?
4: No, I know I know not to do that, but I I did see it. Um, it's you're like scared to be around it. It's so nice <laughs> it's like I you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna break it. I can't tell
1: if I, it's don't really this big thing, if I don't really trust the I don't trust the chaos thing. with that trophy either, to be completely honest with you. I yeah, think that's I mean, shattered uh, into ten pieces.
4: Yeah, but it's it's big. Like it's 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 like the you know the other ones and it's uh it's really cool. It's
1: Tommy, it's remember Tommy, remember the remember the weight of that of that MLL the Steinfeld uh, cup? That thing was yeah. like I remember Jockey. putting that thing up in the locker room. I was like, I think I did a military press. Dude I I tore my it, Yeah,
4: yeah it, that thing was cool. And and Scott, like if if you like Use your legs a little bit, like. Oh, that was <laughs> funny. That was yeah. funny. To, <laughs> uh, to, to lift See, that thing up. This is good, advice, Scott. Not a we were
1: having such a good interview, and then he had to do it. He's such a <laughs> head.
2: Scott, this is good. You, you know what? You should write this down. You shouldn't be upset. This is free information. Just, I put know, my shoes on, on every day.
1: I do. Let's go, Tom. Now he's <laughs> pouting. Damn <laughs> it, Tom.
2: Tommy, what um. This is my last question. What do you think that your guys' game, going back to the the playoffs, what do you think that you guys can do as, like, what are you best at that you can kind of either exploit or use this weekend to get an edge?
1: Well, don't tell us that, Tom. Obviously, I know Tom. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying.
2: saying. Like, what do you guys – what do you think that you do best as a team that helps you get over this hump to get to the championship?
4: Yeah, I I mean, if, if there was some, like, secret formula or something like that, you know i i think again we would do it every week and you know i I don't have like some amazing answer here but it's you know come playoff time like you you can't beat yourselves like which we kind of covered before and um you know i i think we want to kind of control you know our attitude throughout the game right like again like you go back to the blaze example right he's gonna steal a few we can't let that you know rattle us or we you know, if something happens, if Josh Burns scores, you know, between his legs on us, or something like that, like you know, yeah. you can't, you can't get too low, you can't get too high, and I think it's, you know, kind of maintaining that composure in a playoff game, I think, is really important. I think, like, having, you know, a mature group, in, you know, when the stakes are at this level, or, or, or is going to be important for us. And then I think, um, you know, I think our, if there's some stat out there. I think like our six on six you know, offense and defense, Yeah, you know, we're pretty good doing that. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, we sure. don't want to give up transition. We don't want to, um, again, that's a strength of theirs. And, you know, we don't want to have those big momentum plays go their way. So I think um, playing our game at the end of the day, like, is, is what we want to do. You know, and I know that's, like, not the most exciting answer in the world. But, um, correct though. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, that's so. what you have to do. And you can't give, you can't, you know, Give Blaze easy saves, like we talked about before, on an, yeah. on the offensive side. That's like something that yeah you know, we just can't do.
2: I feel like that's just part of their culture. I remember in 2019 when we played them in the semis, it was like, look, we are going to lose this game six v six. Like, and that's when they were like bomb squatting it. Everyone on their team was bombing twos, all their poles, yeah, yeah. and it's like Blaze is the fastest in the league at getting the ball out for transition. We just have to get in the hole, no matter what. And we felt good about that if we could do that. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah. Hey, Tommy, Tommy, talking about literally just touching on real quick. My last thing was last week. I just thought watching those D middies, right? Watching those guys play. Actually, that whole unit from Elliott, from the long stick middies to, to Latrell to Dominique. I think that's a good matchup, obviously, with those big middies. I always think Dominique – I just talked about it earlier. I think Dominique always played well against Serge. Uh, he likes that jam early. He likes to get physical. Is that something you think – Latrell and Dominique could have some success with being physical and having that box experience defensively. Does that help with the defensive game plan a bit?
4: Man, I don't, I don't, I don't know how qualified I am to talk about uh, <laughs> the defense, but I, I can say that, you know, I, I'm, I'm teammates with Lattrell all year round, you know, in yeah. Toronto. And then, you know, with the archers and, um, you know, he, he's an animal and I think, you know, last game was probably his best. And, yeah. um, yeah, he, he's a guy that I've seen play for years and years and then kind of burst on the scene in the PLL, you know, seemingly out of nowhere, um, and was really successful, but he, he's a guy that, you know, I love playing with and he's really, really fun to watch. Like he's just freaky athletic, makes good decisions and, and makes it look really easy. Um, I'm glad he's on our side and, and, and Dominic been at this, you know, like we talked about before, um, you know, since the machine days and, you know, he hasn't lost a step at all. And, um, Mark McNeil has, has done an awesome job for us as well um, yeah. on the wings, his hustle plays, you know, he, he makes two or three plays a game where you're just like, I, I don't know how many guys around the league are making that one. So um, you guys yeah, he's know. He's unreal, like, man. Yeah, yeah he, he's like he a really is. Our, our whole, yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. Our whole, our whole group is, and I think it's so important to have great shorties um, at this level. Right. Cause you know, th- those are the guys that are getting dodged the most. And if you have guys who can, you know, not, you know, who can kind of hold their own on one on one matchups against these, you know, stud midfielders all over the league? Um, it, it, it helps, you know. And then I'm coming from an O guy, so I'm not um, the expert on, on defense or anything, but I sure am glad those guys are on our side. And, you know, they're great players, but they're awesome, awesome teammates as well. Tommy, and good locker room guys.
1: Tommy, what do you, I was thinking, you don't, you don't really get all, I mean, with the national thing, the PLL, then the NLL, like, what is the, uh, when is the vacation for Tommy and what does that look like? What is a Tommy Schreiber? I know you probably like to sit in a library and read a book by yourself,
4: but what would you do if you
1: could get some sun, you
4: vampire? So, Scott, for those counting, like if this is just audio for anybody, I know some people will, will have the video too. Those two zingers got zero laughs from the rest of us. The, the, the reading chirp, like the education chirp, like – like, Danny didn't even look up. Like, he, he didn't even notice oh, it. I just so, got a yeah. work
0: email from someone uh, like, um, you the, the You don't have to the cast the, straight, one, Thanks.
4: The second one, I can't even remember what it is now. Well, what was it? We should get you checked. We should get your head checked before the playoffs. Check his head. It
1: was it was so unmemorable that
4: I can't <laughs> even remember. It was,
2: Dude, it was no, no, new new you protocol, protocol him. To, when you do retire, we're we're having you added onto this podcast
4: so you can <laughs> do this with Scotty every single episode.
2: Oh, man, man I am
4: I have this is a coffee. joy to watch. This
2: is <laughs> fantastic.
4: But to answer your question, Scott, um, you you don't get a ton of time off. Um, I, this has actually been you know a pretty cool evolution for me. Like I, I I would complain about it, like and I would I would you know anybody would listen. Uh, yeah, you know it's like brutal. Yeah, you don't get any time off. Like your gas, like season goes into the end of September. You know, you have two USA events, then you're right back. Like it's it's tough. But you know, for me now, in, in getting a little older and you know, I guess maturing, you know, I, I've realized like, man, this is like what I do. Like this is this is the coolest thing in the world for me. And you know, for my you know, it's, it's twofold. It's like kind of one is like taking a break from getting on an airplane every Friday. Um, and two, it's like making sure your body is good. So for the second one, I've just I've like just really upped you know my discipline of, of recovery during the week. Like uh, you know I have to be super disciplined about training, recovery, diet, you know, nutrition, whatever it is, like, there's so many resources out there now. So I just I, I kind of just went all out on all of that. Like I have great resources um, all around here to just make sure that stuff's dialed. So you know, the unique thing about pro lacrosse is you're not practicing during the week. So it's an opportunity to do what's best for your body. Do you feel great, you get up the intensity and really push it. If you're not, you can really dial it back and get, you know, get back to hundred percent, you know, barring no serious injuries, like you can really control that. So I've, I've taken that approach during the week to kind of preserve my body, um, you know, and and for me um, mentally, you know, and Greg, I'm sure you could relate to this, like having a child and having a family, like I, you know, I always appreciated it, you know, as the kid myself, like I had I have a, a family too. Yeah. Like I had a, well, I'm saying the next step. How about was, you, Scotty? Well, I'm not Fine. well.
0: Scotty's not ready to procreate.
4: Well, I'm, we I'm not talking that. about your procreated three, Well, never mind, Scott. I'll I'll let it go. But but being on the other side of it and like having your own family like that during the week for me is like the coolest thing in the world. Like the, yeah. the baby, you know, we get up at the same time. Um, you know, my wife like feeds her, gets her ready to go downstairs, and I I'm like part of like my morning routine is upstairs or whatever. And then I come down for breakfast and she's like waiting down. The baby is like waiting as I like turn the corner every morning. And it's like the light up is the coolest thing in the world. You can't beat it. And I I think like that's kind of helped me to realize it's like, oh, like you'll have no weekends, all this stuff. And it's like, since that, that thought hasn't even crossed my mind. So it's like, I get a lot of cool, you know, mental, like just, living the life sort of thing during the week. And, you know, I haven't felt that need, like I'm missing out on anything, um, with weekends. So I'm in a pretty good spot with that. So having, you know, those few weeks in October, October is like an amazing month. I'm a total sucker for the fall. Dancing <laughs> football's got me like we got a couple of weddings to go to in October. So I'm certainly going to like enjoy that time, but you know, come November it's camp time at the the Trial rock and I'm healthy right now, thankfully. And, um, yeah, I'm excited for October, but I'm, I'm also not, you know, complaining by any means. I'm
0: lucky. Amen, oh, yeah. Well, Tom, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you uh, giving us your time. We know you don't have much of it, but uh, go get some rest. Rest up for the big game uh, this weekend. We're all cheering for you. Um, we're rooting for the Archers to, to get over that hump and uh, bring one home.
4: Yeah, no, I appreciate it, Tom. fellas. Thank you. Good luck, brother.
0: Fellas. Uh, we have, for our picks interviews, or our pick, we have special guest making them, Sarah Griffin. Uh, she, I don't want to spoil it, has the Waterdogs winning the championship. But we, all four of us, will be down at the championship uh, in Philly rocking our rollback gear. Shout out to Roback sponsoring this podcast. Make sure you use code RISEUP20 to get 20% off all of your rollback merch. We'll be wearing our, our rollback buckets, our rollback tees. I think we might even get Scotty in a collar and one of those sweet golf shirts. But uh, make sure you go check that out and use that code to make all your purchases.
1: I'll wear it to our group, uh, our group top golf session. I think we should do top golf the night before. Oh some yes. activities,
0: some some family fun activities. I love it. And before we get on to that, I want to shout out one more sponsor, Level Select CBD. All of your CBD needs. I know he has been chewing these things. He loves them.
4: Greggy, talk to the
0: people. Talk to the people about them, Greg. I have a question. Yo, anybody
2: now. out there, a young dad like myself? Yo, these he sends you right to REM,
1: boy. You need that sleep, man. Get these CBD gummies. Papa, Papa, Greg. Listen, I was a little. I haven't been jealous in a minute. Until I saw Greg put five packs of Zs on his goddamn story, and I was like, where are my Z packs? Right? Because yeah, you know, I need those.
2: You know, I bought those. But they are a great sponsor, and I got a discount. So- well, Danny,
1: Danny, our producer, I'm so sorry for bitching you out because I thought he got them for free, so that's my <laughs> Make make sure you
0: use that code rise twenty to get twenty percent off your level select CBD. This CBD is formulated with premium CBD and complementary active ingredients to deliver results you can feel. Level Select produces their own premium quality CBD and can deliver the best products to you for the best prices. It's all backed by thirty day money back guarantee. Holy shit! They got the they got the Z. They got the. <laughs> got Holy the, shit! My was. I'm right buying that a fucking ShamWow.
1: Huh? <laughs> Yo, that was everybody at home. That was his first take. I just crushed it. Times, quit your job, go work on the shopping network. We'll get you some ShamWow tell sell me that shit. That's, wow. reading, that's that Holy reading comprehension shit. from Villanova University. Come on, fellas. <laughs> oh my god! There was some three oh silver
0: words god. in there too. Holy shit! I was Sorry, leave my money. Dude. Let's go. But, fellas, in all seriousness, thank you to our two sponsors. Make sure the listeners, you go support this. We love these two brands. Uh, We're wearing them. We're using them. uh, So we can attest to their quality. Uh, Shit's great. Make sure you check it out. All right, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Tom Schreiber. We have a special guest with us this week to do our picks for the semifinals We have Sarah Griffin. She's a writer for the PLL and other lacrosse publications. But, Sarah, tell us a little bit more about yourself before we uh, get this thing going. Let our listeners know who you are.
3: Uh, Yeah, so I started writing for the league this year, but I started doing lacrosse writing a little over a year ago now because I was doing like freelance work, and then I ended up joining on with Lacrosse Flash, doing a lot of NLL stuff, and then that just kind of segued into uh, PLL writing. Awesome.
1: So, what are your thoughts? If
2: you're listening, she's freaking legit. Okay. Yeah,
1: that's. I mean, Greg. Greg told us how legit you were, and my question is: covering the NLL, um, was that seeing some of these guys transition? Our our big talk is the chaos lately. Um, Yeah. We kind of have been like feeling like oracles because we kind of knew they were going to make a run here with the cohesiveness and that style that they all play with, but they all play together. So, do you think that has something to do with this run a little bit? Just coming from your experience.
3: Oh, a thousand percent. I think there's so much that goes into how the Chaos do what they do, especially come the playoffs. Like I think Josh Burns said the other day, like the regular season for them really doesn't matter, which sounds like insane to say, but it really is. Like they're one of those teams that just perform so well under pressure. And a lot of them do play with each other in the NLL under these high pressure situations.
0: I hear that, yeah. but I'm not buying it. I mean, I think they're trying to win every game you know. in the regular season, but but to see what they do in the playoffs, I mean, that game was incredible. But without further ado, let's get into our picks for this week. Our first game down at Audi Field in Washington, D.C. is the Archers versus the Chaos, who we just touched upon, who out of nowhere just broke through and and throttled the Chrome. We'll let our guests start off. Ladies first. What What are you seeing in this one, Sarah?
3: I feel like it's kind of a cardinal sin to not pick the Chaos in the playoffs, but I do have the Archers winning this one. I know I'll probably come back and end up regretting that given the history of it all and just their playoff experience. But I do believe maybe I'm being delusional. This is the year that the Archers get over that playoff pump, even if it is against the chaos who have given them so many problems in the past.
1: I'm kind of with you. I I think we, listen, I got some stake in the game. I'm friends with all those guys in the Archers. I want to see, I think it's the last rodeo for these guys. I honestly do. I think it's the last uh, time they're together all of them with mm-hmm. like Dominique, those core guys, um, Schreiber, Ratliff, Gittleman, Will, Holman. I think it's that might be the last time if this doesn't work out. So I'm kind of hoping they do, but it's hard for me to pick against my boy Blaze the way he plays in these high pressure games, especially throwing up 83%. I, it's just that confidence coming from a goalie. I know how it feels during my national championship run, one game, two games, three games, and then I'm in the mm-hmm. championship. And it kind of feels like it just rolls over. So I, I'm hoping – I want to see a great – I think it's going to be a great game. I, I agree with you.
2: Yeah, it's going to be an awesome game. You have two teams that the offenses know each other so well, and they're both playing at their best right now, similar to the Water Dogs. Um, so I think face-off-wise, I think it'll be pretty even. And we have two teams that have proven they can win when they're not winning face-offs. The offense. If if I had to pick one team that has the shooters to get it by playoff blaze, Try, it would the Archer's. Archers team. Now the question. Here is a question, Scott who Who is going to guard Grant
1: amen I'm going to put. Oh, it's 100 going to be Rallet. I, I mean, Rallets. That's a matchup that he he has done. Sarah knows this probably better than us. That's a matchup historically that. Rowlett's done very well. Uh, good. Yeah. So here's Grant, my right?
2: here's my follow-up question then. I actually have a couple follow-ups. Who's gonna then Great. guard Connor Kelly? I mean uh uh Connor Fields.
1: I honestly think they might sh- I honestly think they might put Littrell or Dominique. I think they might short because of the physicality and he rolls and leans on them indoor style, and those guys can play. Latrell is an indoor player. So I think Luttrell is going to be able to play defense in that, that box kind of style. I honestly think it's a good Very matchup. Good. Very good. Now, Anything else for
2: me, Greg? We're going to play defense against Will Manny. then.
0: We can do this up and down the whole roster.
1: <laughs> what do you want me to do? You want me to give you every breakdown? I think Will's going to catch and I'm shoot. Asking you,
2: this shoot. Hey, hey, this is a lacrosse podcast. If you don't like lacrosse <laughs> questions, we can talk about some other shit. I thought okay? I dissected two of the damn hard questions. You answer <laughs> my questions. Answer my questions. Will I'm asking we, you guys, this is my point, is if there was a roster that could give the chaos trouble in the offseason, I feel like it's this particular offense. Now, here's my hang-up. I don't know if this Archer's defense can hang with the chaos offense.
1: Except for Hasek. I think Hasek knows how to play those guys. because As a whole team, team defense.
2: Right. I think they have – Hasek's awesome. Their shorties can, can certainly be up. I don't know if they have all the weapons in place to stop this style of offense. Sarah, would you say?
1: Yeah. Good.
3: I was going to say my other thing with the archers is they have these games where they have such high highs and they're like riding this high horse. And then all of a sudden just goes down. And like last game, I feel like we saw the best performance from their defensive midfield. Mm -hmm. And now everyone's expecting this like full team performance. Like we saw last weekend, but so many times throughout this regular season, it was like, they were the best team in the league it looked like definitely offensively at least and then everything's coming together and then like there would just be two or three weeks where it was like lull just wasn't all coming together Well, listen,
1: yes yeah, i agree with that and i think like you just said thinking on it i haven't seen a game where they had tommy and connor play at that high of a level together in in this season and i think that was obviously like the perfect storm i hope it goes in the next mm-hmm. week you know we just had tommy on Tommy can win any matchup he wants. It's if Tommy's going to assert himself to do that, because sometimes he likes to facilitate, sometimes he likes to take over. Hopefully he takes over because we know what he does when he takes over. But right now, I just see, like you said, I think that was a perfect offensive game. I honestly think the last yeah. week they had was their perfect game they had. So
0: I'm I'm gonna get right to the point on this one. I and I'm gonna agree with Sarah. I'm going Archers. I don't think the chaos can reproduce the performance they just had. Not to saying it's not going to be a close game. I just think that the chaos, they, they can't hold a team, especially this archers, three goals again. Blaze, you can't expect him to make 83% of the saves. And I think just what Greg was outlining, and he was trying to make us go down the roster of who's going to cover who, the archers just have too much firepower. If they play, you know, selfless lacrosse, get the ball around the horn, swing it, switch fields. You're gonna get a lot of opportunities. I think I'm going Archers. Scott Can I, Greg, I'm you guys put, are so long-winded. I don't even know who you guys picked.
1: Well, we're 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 analysts, okay? Uh, but no, the uh, I'm gonna go with the I'm going with the chaos because I just hate to, like Sarah said, I really do hate to pick against them because I feel like they listen to this and they go, "Screw that guy." So I'm not gonna be one of the guys that say, Screw "Oh, they you. thrive
3: off it, they thrive on it."
1: So, um, but a question for Sarah and Greg: What do you? Th- I think the, the the big X factor here is the face-off X, right? I think that it's an E. There's Max no X off at the
2: face-off, by the way. The stripe, the face-off stripe.
1: I'm not going to call it a stripe, dude. Whatever. <laughs> all right. So it's okay. a it's call, the stripe. Call the it stripe. an X.
2: Okay. Yeah. So the stripe. So who's who's the guy the, here? Um, the stripe. The stripe where the face-off happens. The, Thank you. I think you know. Once again, Matty Palin's a wild card in this. He always is when it's Max Adler. If he lets Max do his thing and jiggle <laughs> all the way up through the whistle, then he can hold his own against anybody. If he's calling it right. I think I give Ignacio the the nod on this, but Anacio is a t- he likes this kind of matchup where it's more of a tough, gritty, psychotic face-off position rather than a speed game, and I think he likes that situation. I'm going to give probably because Maddie's not going to give a shit, so I think Chaos are probably going to go a little bit above fifty percent.
1: Sarah, but- don't worry, we can't we can't get through an episode without you know Maddie Paylam getting absolutely without talking about what happens. <laughs> it's, okay, the- it's okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> Christ. Um. So,
2: yeah, I, I mean, I here's. I think it's it, this double edged sword for me. This is a win win. I'm going to pick the archers because I really do want to see those guys get over the hump because I care a lot about them and I just feel like I feel like Tommy Schreiber's like, dude, enough is enough, and I think he's just going to go ham. The second part about this is, I am not going to pick the chaos this entire playoffs, no matter what, because if they keep winning and win the whole thing, I'm taking full credit for it.
1: You can't win, win here. No. Yeah, I just won one. No, this is a
4: you didn't That's choose the
3: one.
1: one. Uh, yeah. one more. So Sarah's got Sarah's got the archers. Danny's got the archers. Beast has the archers. Scott's got the chaos. Lock that in. It's all good. I'll Lock it. it.
0: Lock it in. All right. We'll have, to, we'll have to check back, Sarah. How before we get to the next game? How have your picks been on this season? I've been tracking your picks.
3: Oh, my bracket aside from my championship pick is screwed. I have the Water Dogs <laughs> winning it all. I'll say that right now. Okay. But I had um, Chrome and then I had Redwoods. So, the rest of it's all screwed. Well, the
1: Water Dogs could be a, a, you're saving grace here cuz I honestly think they are at peaking at the right time. So, you might have a you might have a mm-hmm. little diamond in the rough there. I,
0: I know, so. I saw that I saw that PLL bracket challenge and I was like, I've been so hot. I'm going to I'm going to take this home and <sighs> <sighs>
2: My nope. nah, he, he, like, Give me your money. This is, this is why I think what the chaos said about them not caring about the regular season, like Sarah said, is real. Because this isn't the NBA where there's like 32 teams and it actually matters who you're playing and you get home field advantage and shit. You're like, all right, it's just one of the other five teams that we've played three mm-hmm. times. Like, who gives a <laughs> shit? We got to beat them anyway.
1: Right. I agree with that.
0: So the next game we have in our semifinals are the Whip Snakes who are coming off a three week bye technically, I think, and then versus Sarah's water dogs, who she has winning it all. Uh, we'll start with Sarah again since you kinda of just showed us her hand. I think we know who she's <laughs> picking for this yeah. one. But but Sarah, why do you why do you think the water dogs are gonna upset the whip snakes who seem to always make the championship game no matter what?
3: Yeah, see this is another one. I feel like I'm committing a cardinal sin by not picking the whip snakes given how much playoff experience they have and they did knock the water dogs out of semifinals last year when they were the one seed but my thing is they saw each other twice in the regular season week two that water dogs team they had the lead for the first three quarters against the whips you know I think it was Jake Withers ended up getting injured right before the fourth quarter Zach Currier had to take the face off so that like kind of limited him offensively and defensively because he is the best two-way player and now he can't do all that but also at that point, I think the Waterdogs roster is still kind of priming their footing. Like, Kieran McCarty was sharing time on attack. He wasn't even playing full. Like, I think it was with, like, Ethan Walker and stuff. It wasn't until week three when Michael Sowers got injured and was out that he got that full time there. That's a good and they still yeah. took it to overtime. And then it was, like, week five. And the Waterdogs, I think, faced more injuries than anyone else this season. And even so, they still were able to. Like, they had Dylan Ward back, yeah, but. They were the only team to hand the Whiff Snakes a loss. And also, they get better each week. Like, I think Andy Copeland said it, like, each game, like, they've just been getting better. Like, they just dropped 19 goals in a playoff game.
1: Well, we talk about – we talk. that's a great point. Well, we talk about, you know, the Canadian connection with the chaos, right? And you want Mm -hmm. to talk about that international play Greg's been talking about and that experience and turning it on. Dylan Ward has that. Dylan Ward has that piece to him. And it's like playoffs, kind of like that playoff mentality. He's just a different goalie in the playoffs. And and to be honest, Byrne is great. I love Kyle. I think he's he's had the best regular season of all the goalies, to be honest. Um, But three weeks off, right? Three weeks off here. I don't know if that's great, but it's really hard for me to pick against the whips just based on the veteran leadership they have, the coaching, and just being there. like Just like the chaos, Mm -hmm. they've been there. So – I'm almost going to go the opposite here, guys. I'm going to choose kind of like that that Atlas uh, Water dog game. I think it's going to be vice versa. I think it's going to be the Whips doing that to the Water Dogs um, because of that 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 vet leadership and maybe taking the young guys in a high-stress game.
2: Yeah, those are all good points, Scott. I think my hands are tied, by the way, because I've already picked the whip snakes to win the whole thing. So <laughs> I can't – now, I would love – for a water dogs archers final, because we haven't seen those two teams in the championship yet, I would love a new champion for the league's sake. Okay, mm-hmm. um, but when you are looking at this, this is always something people ask: like, is it better to keep playing or is it better? I'm going to tell you from my experience, especially the second half of my year, Scott, the second half of my career, you want the rest.
4: No, you want I the rest.
2: I would love the rest. Yeah, take the rest.
0: So, my but, idea but- is: Are we worried about yeah. rush Are we worried about the rust?
2: No. So, you size, dude, rust. Rust isn't other thing. Rust isn't really a thing. It, people and look, trust me. If if the whip snakes throw the ball away a couple times the first quarter, holy shit, we're gonna hear. Quint Don't worry, you're gonna hear it from Stags. Stags is gonna is. You can hear the halftime
1: speed from Stags.
3: Oh
2: my god! Don't you worry. Okay, but rust isn't really a thing in pro lacrosse because we always want to heal. Like we are always beat up. You have to remember we're giving We are killing ourselves for about twenty four to forty eight hours a week. Okay, the rest of the week, guys are. On the road, they're doing whatever other career they have, they're trying to stay in shape. Yeah, like you definitely always take the rest. Now, this team is a veteran-laden team. Like you said, Sarah, actually, I think Withers got hurt early in that game because I think he only took five face-offs. So you're right. They they were managed to be in that game, and he only took a few draws. The second time around, they played against the rookie Tucci, who was like 35%. So this is the first time Withers will be healthy. Hopefully for an entire game, um, mm-hmm. I think right now that yes, the Water Dogs have everything in place to beat mm-hmm. this team. But the Whips, year in and year out, week in and week out, well, I guarantee it. Watch the Water Dogs will come out early with a lead. Everybody, it's the only
1: team, Greg. Greg, ah. it's the only team in the league that makes adjustments at halftime. For the for the positive, it's like two different teams. Every week they do game. it. Every, Every week. week they come in and here's why. The
2: Stags approaches this thing like a college coach would. He, yeah. he analyzed it like a college coach. But the other thing about it is, Dunn, Burnlur, Rambo, the the minds that they have on their offense and their defense, they make the adjustments themselves too. And when I look at the defense of the Water Dogs, when the game's on the line. Whip snakes, don't care. The water dogs, in my opinion, need to blow the doors off early. The whips, they don't care. See you in the fourth quarter. It'll be fine.
1: Keep it close. Keep it around around two goals, three goals. The whips are like, this is fine. It's all good.
2: I I think the whips still win this game, um, even though I would love
1: for the water dogs to pull this off. I would love it, too. I – Am going to
0: side with Sarah and ride the water dogs. They saved me last week as my only oh, yeah. win of the week.
1: <laughs> Have and the chrome go for you. Have the chrome go for you, big fella.
0: <laughs> Listen, I, I love the whip snakes. I love I love those guys on that team. We had Cursed on. Um, I think they probably run the tightest ship out of any of the teams oh, yeah. in this league. And I I know you guys said you're not worried about the rust. I am worried about the
1: rust. I'm a little Sorry, bit worried. We practice once a week anyway. We only practice once a week anyway. So it's like you come out Friday, you throw the ball around, you throw the ball know, away Friday night.
0: The, like the, not having a game situation, right? The, the Waterdogs just went through like such a high intensity game, right? They they have it like the, the Whips haven't played a playoff game yet this year. I know that they have the experience, but I don't know, something just watching the way that the Waterdogs clicked last weekend, it, it makes it hard for me to pick against them.
1: You're picking with your heart, which is nice, but I'm picking with the facts. And the facts are it's hard to pick against the whips Jesus in championships Christ. and playoffs. Who, who Scotty, who are you picking in this game? I got the
2: whips. All right. Two I, two I need you. I need you.
4: Right.
2: Holy shit. Oh my god. Guys guys 30% on the season. He's just like the chaos. He he has one good weekend, and we, we're never gonna see the end of it. Holy shit. I, okay. I have a,
0: I have a question in okay. Sarah might know the answer. I don't know. One of you two might know the answer, but why doesn't it get reseeded? Why aren't the whips playing the chaos, the one versus seven? What's yes. Up with that?
2: I, well, I, I've given Paul and Mike credit before because they're obviously just not afraid to just change things up because the playoffs have been done differently every year so far. Um, there's two things that I would love to see next year. One is the return to the draft bracket. I thought that was brilliant and I thought it was awesome. That's what we should totally do. The second thing is, you Know maybe not the entire league except one person makes the playoffs. Um, but the third thing is, yeah, like, I mean, it's you're reseeding. Like, I was going to watch this and be like, dude, if the chrome are playing the whips in the second round or whatever, like, that's it that makes no sense. Like, what's the point in seeding? I uh, they well, should let's cool Sarah, let
1: Sarah, Sarah works for the league. Why don't we let her put it put, put, put her in? Sarah's like, yeah, it was my
3: idea. <laughs> No, I agree. I would like to see them reseeded because also I think it would. I just really don't want to see another Whips Chaos Championship. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I really
1: don't. It, seemed like it's, it seemed like it's just like hey, this is what it's going to be. Let's just get to the playoffs, right? Every year, yeah. Let's yeah. just get to the playoffs, right? Why well, play the regular season? I know. But it
2: also there's no point in like worrying about your seed. It gets to it like it's like what's mm-hmm. the what's the point? And then as a fan, you're like, wait a minute, can we really see one versus two in the second round? Like. How did this happen? So yeah, yeah I think repeating would definitely be, and you're, and it's not like you're like, oh well, now we got to figure out where they what city they're going to play, in. it's like they're all playing in the same city anyway. Just have these guys yeah, play three o'clock. So yeah.
0: So we have Sarah's pick for the championship. She has the Water Dogs winner and all. Uh, I think I think there's a good chance that they can get by the Whips. But before we let Sarah go, first off, thank you so much for coming on. I want to know right, from sorry. your opinion what was the biggest storyline of the regular season and what is currently or what will be
1: the biggest storyline of the playoffs?
3: Ooh, those are both good questions. Okay.
1: You're not as hungover as I thought, Dan. Good job.
3: (laughs) Hmm, I feel like right now the biggest storyline for the playoffs, at least like coming into this weekend, I think is the archers getting over that hump. I think that's the biggest thing there because they do have the best offense in the league when they're clicking. And I think, They have every making of a championship team. And like you said, a lot of those guys, like they have a lot of, I don't know who exactly all their free agents are, but I know they're similar to the Redwoods and they have a lot of change probably coming in that locker room. So I'd say that's my biggest storyline for the playoffs this year.
1: Would you say Kieran McArdle? I'm just going
3: to. I was going to say. I wrote the freaking story on Kieran So I feel (laughs) obligated to say that, but also now I feel like it's been talked about so much. Like that's not the storyline. We
1: could say Sowers is also having himself quite a little late season. I think. I think Sowers, right?
3: Yeah. I think Michael Sowers, like, I don't know, because it's not his rookie season, but he really has. Like that, like the focal point of their offense last year was so much Ryan Brown and Ryan Brown's been battling injury. And just that two man game between McCarls and Sowers and, Sour is this kid who really did not play at all last year. He stepped up big time for that Water Dogs team.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, listen, I think this- a
2: separate separate question, Sarah. Do you do you think that this past weekend cost Trevor the MVP? And if so, who else slides in that spot? Tommy Schreiber.
3: I don't think it cost him the MVP. I think a lot, like just looking at the regular season, like. The Atlas. There were so many games where it was like he kept them in it till the very last second, and it really kind of felt like towards, especially the second half, like later end of the season, the Atlas were just kind of like fizzling out. Like something was going on there, but he like even because he yeah, had that bad injury. It looks like after the Chrome game, he really kept him in for the entire thing.
2: That was the like correct it. answer.
1: Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Good job, you Greg Gaffy Good. Yes, my man. Yes, yes, man. yes, my man. I love it, my bro.
0: No, I love it. Uh, we got our picks in. We're locking those in for this week. Make sure you follow along with our picks, uh, everyone. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining the podcast. We really appreciate you. Uh, we've been tuning into your, you know, your articles all year. You're doing a lot for for the league, and we really Thanks. appreciate everything you're doing.
1: Thank you. Yeah, follow follow
2: that. Sarah too on Twitter. She's got some good stuff going, especially on game day. <laughs>
0: We want to thank everyone for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed episode nine of Rise Up, the podcast. Make sure you're listening on Apple, Spotify. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if you're watching this episode on the Torch Pro YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button as well. Uh, We have one more episode next week, uh, previewing the championship and recapping the games from this week in D.C. And then we have our live episode in Philly. We're excited to come at you guys live. Make sure if you're down there, come check us out. Come say hi. But until next week, this was Rise Up The Podcast.